0: Good morning! How is everyone today? Uh, I'm Lee Bazard, and I'm the lead pastor here at Mercy Vineyard Church. And uh, today, uh, for our message, as we start this new series, um, I thought it might be fun if uh, I took you all on a walk with me. Um, if uh, you guys are like me, you might be feeling a little bit of uh, cabin fever. so. Uh, let's go out together, let's enjoy this uh, sunshine, let's enjoy some fresh air and uh, a little bit of time out on the sidewalks. So before we get too far in though, uh, let's let's all as a church say our mission statement together. We are living a passionate mission to love, grow, and go for the greater glory of God. So, what we're doing today is, we are starting a new three-part series, and it's called, The Jesus I Never Knew. And uh, in case you wanna follow along and go deeper, um, there is a book called, The Jesus I Never Knew, by a guy named Philip Yancey written a few years ago and uh, we're gonna spend the next three weeks just solely looking at Jesus. Go figure. And so uh, the entire series, these three parts, we're gonna look at Jesus and who he was and what he was like and what he was all about and uh, I'm so excited about doing this because um, When we focus on Jesus, when we see Jesus, we get um, just such a great picture of the heart of God and who God is. And we say it here all the time, if you want to know what God is really like, look at Jesus. Now, this series is going to be a little bit different um, than uh, the way that we normally um, messages here. So normally we use a particular flow you might say um, When we uh, preach here and we say this is uh, the topic and this is how I've been affected And this is how you might be affected and this is what the Word of God says and this is how you can apply it and um, We're gonna do a little bit different. We're just going to kind of look at Jesus and look at what he is like and so I'm really excited as we launch this series off together You know, when I was younger, I had some uh, notions about Jesus, you might say, uh, just based on Sunday school or youth group, and um, so, you know, different things would, uh, pictures would be conjured in my mind when I thought about Jesus. If you ask kids um, about Jesus, what they think, you know, uh, they might refer back to the song Jesus loves me, right? Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. And it's almost kind of like this uh, sort of Mr. Rogers picture of Jesus. He's reassuring, he's kind, right? And when you think about it, who would execute this kind of Jesus, this kind, loving, Mr. Rogers kind of Jesus? And then there's the cosmic Jesus, this great big Jesus, right, that... uh, you know, his birth split time in two between, you know, uh, A.D. and uh, B.C., B.C. and A.D. And, uh, you know, it's it's the one who created all things and to whom all things belong, this big cosmic Jesus. You know, he's, he's so big that, you know, people swear by his name, you know, I swear to God. Or when they take the stand in court, they say, so help me, God. And so this great big cosmic Jesus, Dan. There's the hippie Jesus, right? I know a lot of you guys like the hippie Jesus, the the anti-materialistic, you know, uh, kind of like anti-hypocritical, pro-peace, pro-love Jesus, and uh, he's the one that the authorities regarded as a troublemaker. As the hippie Jesus. Here's the thing about Jesus um, that I love, and might be frustrating to some, but I uh, particularly like this aspect of Jesus. And that's that you just can't pigeonhole Jesus. You can't define him. You can't put him in a box. And I love that Jesus refuses to stay in a box. He urged people to obey the law, but he had a reputation as a lawbreaker. He had strong opinions about rich men, right? He had strong opinion about loose women. He, uh, But both types of people liked to hang out with Jesus. People loved to hang out with Jesus, and it didn't matter what kind of person they were. One day he would talk about his second coming, and the next day he would say, hey look, no one knows the day or the hour of my return. Nobody knows. Well today I'm hoping that we gain a little bit of clarity around Jesus and who he is. The one who made the universe, the one who was a revolutionary, the one who crossed time and space to restore relationship with us because as we do learn more about Jesus, we just can't help but fall more in love with him. So we're gonna talk all about that, but first, let's pray. Dear Jesus, I thank you for your word and I thank you for this opportunity to meet together as your people, as we seek your face, as we learn more about you, I pray God that your word would come alive in our hearts today, that it would bring transformation. We love you so much in your name. Amen. all right, so what we 're going to do is I just want to uh remind everybody uh, that what we think about Jesus and we 've talked about this before, but what we think about Jesus is the most important thing about us, right? The most important thing about us. And so when we do, when we think about Jesus, we need to start with Paul's word in Colossians, which uh, we have talked about quite a bit here, and we've mentioned this scripture, and this is something that we kind of, uh, is, is a real core belief for us. And it's uh, Paul's words in Colossians two nine, And here he says, For in Christ lives the fullness of God in a human body. In Christ lives the fullness of God in a human body. And so when we see Jesus, we see the Father. So uh, sometimes there's just debates over what God is like. And they say, no, he's this or he's that. He's, you know, we look at the Old Testament God and he was, you know, about wars and all those things. And listen, Jesus is the most accurate picture of the Father that we can find. And so uh, think about that. Remember that. And so we see the clearest picture of God in Jesus. So let's read Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 through 20. And it says this, it says, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything else was created and is supreme over all creation. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) For through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. He existed before anything else, and he holds all creation together. Christ is also the head of the church, which is the body. He is the beginning, supreme over all who rise from the dead. So he is first in everything, for God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ. And through him, God reconciled everything to himself. Okay, He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. So through this whole series, we're going to keep coming back to this. Our whole concept of God is skewed if we miss this one part. Our whole concept of God is skewed if we don't understand this part. Okay, And so let's start off, we're going to start off talking about Jesus' birth. His mother was a teenage virgin. So even that, is a miracle right there mary was a virgin and mary was engaged to be married to a common laborer and his birth would be considered at least in that time it would have been would have been considered no big deal right i know we have like angels singing and all that and we celebrate christmas now like his birth like our whole year revolves around christmas his birth but at that time he was just no big deal um it's believed that Mary's family wasn't even there, right? Because we think about when we have a birth today and when you had children, your family was probably there. I know that when uh, when my children were born, my family, they wanted to be there uh, as soon as possible. Everybody wants to come see the baby, right? But Mary's family wasn't even there. And some of Mary's family probably felt uh, ashamed of her because she was pregnant before she was married. And so they probably felt great shame, and they were just like, why would I be there to support that, right? And so uh, it was kind of no big deal. It wasn't what we kind of imagine it today. And um, the prophet Simeon predicted that a word or a sword would, would pierce Mary's own soul because of the birth of her son. And so uh, at that time, because of the shame associated with Um, with uh, birth outside of wedlock and getting pregnant outside of wedlock that um, it probably was like a sword piercing mary's soul right it brought a lot of pain into her life and so this was not exactly the triumphal entry that we think about when we think about christ's birth and so when jesus was born and this is the important thing when jesus was born god himself was transformed into human flesh. God Himself was transformed into human flesh. He was and He is exposed to the scrutiny of all the skeptics who ever lived. Think about that. Like, who takes more verbal abuse than God, right? Who gets scrutinized more than God? Who um, is criticized more than God? I mean, come on. It doesn't matter how bad you are, people don't swear by your name, right? People people don't, like, smash their thumb and and, and are like, Hitler, dang it, you know, (laughs) uh, because God is bigger. God is under more scrutiny. God is under more criticism. And uh, people criticize him and scrutinize him to this day. And so Jesus lived, at the time, he lived during the rule of Herod the Great, okay? And Herod the Great was king of Judea during the time that Jesus was born. And Herod was known as... A pretty mean king, okay? I mean, if you read through, you know, Israel's history, it had great kings, it had mean kings, it had horrible kings, it had kings that uh, worshipped the Lord and kings that um, sacrificed children to uh, false gods. And Herod the Great was known as kind of a mean king. He killed a lot of innocent people. Um, and he even killed uh, two brothers-in-law. He killed his own brothers-in-law and he killed his wife, and he killed two of his own sons. And so he was a mean guy. It reminds me of the uh old western storybooks when I was a kid and there was a guy in there that they used to say a man so mean he even killed a man for snoring. <laughs> and so uh Herod was king. He was meaner than Leroy Brown, all right? And so during the time of Jesus birth, what Herod did because he felt threatened that a child might grow up to be greater than him. And so Herod, what he did is he made an order that all newborn babies in Bethlehem be killed because there was a prophecy. He said, well, you know what? Fine. If there's a prophecy, if there's a a king that's going to grow up among these people, if there's someone that might be greater than me, I'll just kill all the babies. This is how mean King Herod was. And that is the time of history when Jesus was born. And so, uh, it's funny because we don't see Christmas cards like with that, right? Somebody needs to make a Christmas card uh, that is like, you know, King Herod ordering all babies to be uh, slaughtered. Because that was really more of the reality of Christmas um, when Jesus was born. So, the conditions of Jesus' birth said a whole lot about what he was like. Um, when you think about Jesus was born in a manger... And so we see that Jesus is humble. Jesus is humble. He's not like this picture, you know, we, we picture gods, right? We picture like these, these Zeus-like characters, you know, f- f- hurling lightning. But Jesus was humble. Jesus is the king of all that is. The king of all that is. And and he made himself nothing. He, the king of all that is made himself a baby who couldn't even feed himself or change himself. That. Is called humility. Uh, one time Queen Elizabeth visited America and she brought with her 4,000 pounds of luggage. 4,000 pounds of luggage including two outfits for every occasion. Not two outfits a day but two outfits for every occasion. Uh, she brought a morning outfit just in case somebody died. So like a full black outfit just in case somebody died. Uh, she brought 40 pints of plasma. I'm not sure why. Uh, she brought white kid leather toilet seat covers. She brought her own hairdresser. She brought two valets and a host of other attendants. And so when you think of the way earthly royalty is treated, the humility of Jesus is absolutely astounding. So the next thing that we learn here, so first is Jesus is humble. And next, Jesus is approachable and so before Jesus was born fear was the primary emotion when approaching God so when people thought about approaching God it was about it was fear it was trembling and weakness and what could be less scary and less approachable than a baby right and so we learn that Jesus is humble Jesus is approachable. I hope that some of you are are changing your mental image of Jesus so that you feel more comfortable going to him. And then the other thing is is and we'll talk about this more in coming weeks, but Jesus is he's for the underdog. Jesus is for the underdog. You know, we tend to think that, you know, Christianity or faith is something for like quote-unquote winners. And uh But Jesus is for the underdog. Mary said, He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but He has sent the rich away empty. Jesus chose, He chose to be without wealth or political power. He even went without justice. Think about that for a second. Jesus went without justice. When we think of... uh, people of great wealth and power today. When uh, something happens to them, even when they're in the wrong, they still try to seek justice, right? But Jesus was in the right. He never sinned, and he didn't try to seek justice. He could have said, hey, I haven't done anything. He could have even called like angels down from heaven to defend him, but he didn't even seek justice uh, because he uh, is humble and approachable, and he's for the underdog. He's not about getting his rights, okay? And so he went without political power. He went without justice, even allowing himself to be condemned to death for us. The next thing is that Jesus is courageous. Jesus is courageous. Think about the courage it took Jesus to say the things and make the claims that Jesus did, right? Jesus made some claims that if you or I made today, would get us laughed at, would get us ridiculed, And you know what? Jesus was laughed at, and he was ridiculed. Jesus' own family, his own family tried to put him away, thinking that he was out of his mind. Jesus' own family tried to get him condemned, saying that he was crazy. And it took courage to go to a planet known for its clumsy violence, right? He went to a planet known for its violence and a race that had a history of rejecting its prophets. Jesus He was a Jew, was born to a Jewish family, and the Jews had a reputation in a history of killing their own prophets. So Jesus had a lot of courage. He had a lot of guts. The next thing is, is Jesus is a Jew. He's a Jew. The name Jesus was so common uh, during Jewish culture during his time. It would almost be like, so like, uh, if the Savior of the world uh, came today and he was just named Steve. Right? It's not like if Jesus was born today. And he was like, Steve. Steve Christ. And so it was that common of a name. Now when we hear Jesus, we completely associate it with God. But uh, back in the day, Jesus was just a super common name. And so he followed all the customs of the Jews. He was circumcised as a baby. He worshipped in the temple. If Jesus lived during World War II in Nazi Germany... He would have probably been sent to the gas chambers. Jesus was a Jew. See, I understand, understand that That when we picture Jesus, a lot of times we picture, you know, a fair-skinned American Jesus, and uh, that's not the case at all. For this last part, I just want to talk about a little, maybe some of the things that we would maybe have noticed about Jesus, and, and like what would Jesus have looked like? Well, Jesus probably would not have been like super Instagrammable. Let's just face it, you know, if Jesus came today, uh, he was known, you know, in fact, like we see Insta- like fitness Instagrams now, like guys that are totally shredded and ripped, right? And, uh, but he was known as someone who ate a lot. In fact, some people called Jesus a glutton. So he probably would not have had like the Instagrammable six-pack abs. Um, and so, you know, some people, if you're out there and you're just like, hey, you know, I- I'll- I- I'm never going to have that six-pack. You could just say, because I want to be more like Jesus. Maybe. (laughs) Okay? According to Isaiah, Jesus probably wasn't very good looking. He said it wasn't much to look upon. So he probably wasn't super good looking. So he wouldn't be an Instagram Jesus. Um, he He was born and raised in the Middle East, so he probably had black hair, he probably had dark skin. In fact, Jesus may ha- may uh, have looked like some of the people we've seen on the news today that are in, you know, the Taliban or Al-Qaeda. Dark skin, black hair, black beard, okay? And so he probably would have looked like that because he was Middle Eastern. And w- what kind of personality would Jesus have had? Well, I think that Jesus probably had loads of charisma, right? I mean, he probably had a ton of charisma because... Uh, people would sit there on some occasions for three days straight. People would sit there for three days without food just to hear him speak. So he probably had a pretty dynamic personality. He probably was an incredible speaker. Of course, he was a revolutionary speaker. Uh, I know that when, when I've been speaking for 30 minutes people start to squirm, right? I'm getting hungry, got to get going, right? And so Jesus' personality and his speaking ability was so amazing. We think about that. I think that also uh, from Scripture, picking up from Scripture, that Jesus showed a lot of emotion. Scripture says uh, things about Jesus. That he, it says things like, he was moved with compassion. Uh, he was filled with pity. Um, he showed anger. You think about Jesus driving the uh, money changers out of the temple. He was kind of filled with anger. And and uh, a lot of times in movies today, what we see is a very stoic Jesus. I remember when I was a kid, there was this uh, mini-series they used to show every year around Easter, uh, called Jesus of Nazareth. And it seemed like during that uh, series, it was Jesus never cracked a smile. He he was always very stoic, always very serious. And I don't think that's a very accurate portrayal of Jesus. I think he showed a lot of emotion. And uh, the other thing that we see about Jesus is uh, he was really generous with, with compliments. Like people enjoyed being around him. And I think people enjoy just being around people. Who are generous with compliments anyway, but he was generous with compliments. He called John the Baptist the greatest born of women, right? He was a super compliment. He called Nathaniel a true Israelite in whom there is nothing false. He was very generous with his compliments. People liked being with Jesus, he avoided the spotlight but was a master teacher. we have, you know, some real contradictions in Jesus, which I think are really cool. He avoided the spotlight, but he was a master teacher. Uh, He didn't have a home base, and some people say that he's a homeless man. You know, the the fate of the world rests on the shoulders of a homeless man. Uh, He walked everywhere. So, kind of man after my own heart. I love walking. Jesus walked everywhere. Uh, One time, to pay taxes, because he was concerned about fulfilling the law, Right? to pay taxes he actually got the money from a fish's mouth and so i love these pictures of jesus and i hope that as we go through this series over the next couple weeks that you like i said before fall in love with jesus and learn more about who he really really is so i want to wrap up this morning by um just asking you the question that i mentioned earlier and that's what comes to mind when you think about Jesus? What comes to mind when you think? What are the pictures that you think of? Um, What are the emotions that you feel when you think about Jesus? This is so important. Why? Because it's the most important thing about you. It's the most important thing about you. Your your answer to this question, what comes to mind when I think about Jesus, is going to direct your life. It's going to direct your life. It's huge. And so uh, as we wrap up today, and I'm going to go ahead and Start walking home because it's uh it's getting late and the sun is starting to set but um as i do i just want to pray with you guys okay so let's pray together god we thank you for your goodness always 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 persevering goodness and god i pray that you would give us eyes to see jesus god that we would know him more and fall in love with him god Your word says to pray for wisdom and revelation so we might know you more. I ask God that you would give us wisdom and revelation. I pray for encouragement for our people, for our church this week. I pray, God, that they would draw closer to you. Your word says as we draw near to you, you draw near to us. We love that about you, God. And so, God, we we praise you. You are amazing. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, you guys, thank you for joining me on this walk today, and we will talk to you soon.